Welcome into the student section, season two, episode 14. Different voice leading the show today. I'm Tom Scabelli, and that's because it's a 67% road show. Uh, doesn't quite roll off the tongue, but we have Matt Murphy and Dan DiOrio calling in via the phone. I'm in the Bronx in studio. Dan and Matt are in Olean, New York, getting ready to. No, that's not how you say it. Olean, whatever. Noob. Uh, uh, they're, they're, in, they're in an Applebee's in Olean, New York. Ready to call Fordham St. Bonaventure tonight. Uh, Matt was choking a little bit earlier uh, on a, I think he said a piece of salad, kind of uh, weak order. But anyway, <laughs> we're go- we're gonna move forward. We've got a, a full house in the studio, and I know we haven't told the the public this, but we actually have a full like I want to say like 14 person staff list for the student section, and we have Rafalia as our supervising producer. He's in here. He helps set up the phones. Jimmy Sullivan is our hype man. He's here, too. He just gave a nice emphatic uh, wave with his Let's arm. Go. And Emmanuel Barberi is the assistant to the intern with our intern being Chuck Maison, who is not in studio right now. So it's a full house, full staff. That's what it takes to get the section running. Uh, so it was a long-winded opening. But, guys, what's going on? How is Western New York? It's good. I mean, Dan only uh, knows the best spot in this area, so that's why we're at where we're at right now. And but don't worry, because at the hotel last night, we, we were taking in all those close games that happened in the Big 12 action. We were watching West Virginia. We watched Trey Young take down Texas Tech. So we're up to date with all of our college basketball stuff, even though we're out to lunch. Dan, how are you enjoying Absolutely. being back? You, you, for those that don't oh. know, Dan went to St. Bonaventure freshman year, then transferred to Fordham. What's it like being on the old stomping grounds? It's great, A-10 basketball, we got a great matchup tonight, me and Matt are lucky enough to be broadcasting, so definitely a great time, great to be here, we had just had a great meal at Applebee's, so can't really complain, really excited for uh, for this game and the upcoming rest of the slate uh, college basketball games this week. Have you got to catch up with your old best friend Jalen Adams? Unfortunately, stay tuned, stay tuned for that. On the floor when we came in, yeah, we will try to get him, but All right. not yet. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, so let's get into it. Like you said, uh, like Matt alluded to, a lot of really good games last night. First one I want to talk about is uh, West Virginia. They won 57-54 at home against Baylor. Their first game, uh, Mountaineers' first game as the number two ranked team in the country. Only fitting we start off with them because our last live show was done in Morgantown, West Virginia. We got to see them live uh, when they beat Fordham. And West Virginia... They're looking like one of the top teams in the country right now. And although Baylor tested them, you know, still another good conference win for the Mountaineers. Right. And I was telling Dan last night that um, Kanate with eight, seven or eight blocks. Seven blocks. When I was, yeah. And I was telling him actually this morning when we talked more about that game that uh, I saw a picture on Twitter of Javon Carter, Dax Miles, and another West Virginia player shooting on the Coliseum floor after the win over Baylor, just getting some extra shots up. So that's the the grittiness that we saw firsthand, and they're all the way up to number two in the polls. So it's really incredible to follow, and they're going to be one of the most relevant teams down the stretch in conference play. Yeah, Big 12 basketball this year is really, really something special. you got Oklahoma, West Virginia. That was a great game, but West Virginia looks legit all the way from what we've seen so far this season. Really yeah. exciting to see how they play, and they look great in their last game. I'm not usually big on uh, West Virginia when it comes to like tourney time because I, I don't really like teams that sort of rely on like a gimmicky defense or offense and not that the press press Virginia is a gimmick but you know it's it's tough to you know get through the gauntlet like that same thing with say Virginia and their pack line defense so I like a more just complete 
well-balanced traditional team. But I got to say, this West Virginia team, seeing them firsthand and, you know, just seeing what they've done this season, only one loss all the way back the opening game of the season against Texas A&M, which was in, in Germany on like a battleship or something. So I, I think they're a really good team. you got a senior guard in Javon Carter, really good defense, really well coached. I think that this could be uh, a Final Four caliber team. Well, the analytics actually don't like West Virginia right now in their own conference. I think I saw on ESPN stats and info they have Texas Tech and Kansas both with higher percentage chances of not only winning the regular season title or a share of it, but also winning the conference tournament. They only gave them, I think, a less than 15% chance to win the conference tournament. Yeah, they're they're 12th on Ken Palm right now. Kansas is 9 Texas Tech is five overall in the country. I got to say, I apologize to our listeners. One of you has a pretty decent amount of background noise. Maybe it's both of you going on in the background. It's not that uh, noticeable, but it is a, a little bit annoying. So uh, try try to stay with us, guys. Uh, I think it's Dan. Yeah, probably Dan. It's a gritty gritty road show, but you Very know what? that's what the student section's all about. We're all over the map, so it's in Western New York. Technical. It couldn't. It can't not be gritty. That's right. All right, uh, another game in the Big 12 last night, Oklahoma against Texas Tech, number nine versus number eight team in the country. Oklahoma beat Texas Tech uh, by 10, rough first half for the Sooners, but they had a really good second half, 175-65. Trey Young continues to be must-watch TV. He's the best college basketball player on the planet right now. He's insane, hitting threes from all over the court, hitting floaters, making insane passes. 29 points last night. Oklahoma, one of my starting five teams. We'll get into our starting five segment later. But, uh, you know, they're fun to watch, and that's that's a really good win uh, for Oklahoma, especially after Texas Tech just won at Kansas not too long ago. Yeah, and I don't know how well Dan can hear me on the other side of this uh, establishment here in Olean, but uh, we were talking about Trey Young and the video that was going around yesterday about his decision not to go to Texas Tech out of high school like his dad did. First of all, his dad played there from 96 to 2000, which just seems wild. That that seems so recent, even though yeah. it's really not at this point. But uh, Trey Young's decision not to go to Tech because he said they didn't have enough talent, and then at least he backed it up, and, and they pulled out a win. He didn't have a great first half, but he pulled away in the second half, so it was easier for us to kind of focus on the, the West Virginia game and, and even some of the other games that were on that were closer. Really interesting to hear uh, Trey Young say that about Texas Tech. Me and Matt were both watching uh, that clip in the hotel, and we kind of looked at each other and said, wow, this actually happened. So interesting to hear that Trey Young was not interested in Texas Tech and then coming out last night and showing, showing fans basically exactly why he chose Oklahoma. So very interesting storyline there that we pretty much Texas Tech. Texas Tech's going to be fine. I mean, I know that they lost, but they're a fun team to watch. Chris Beard is a really good coach. I mean, I like what he does even when he was with Little Rock and then he, he took the what was it, what job that he taken and then he didn't go. I think UNLV, then he ended up at Texas Tech. They're going to be relevant uh, all year long. Yeah, Keenan Evans is one of, one of the best players in the country, a senior guard, obviously something uh, – you look to, and Zaire Smith is a freshman guard, but he, he could jump out of the gym. We had, we had a clip of him on, uh, this will be a plug for our Twitter, student sec pod, student SEC POD. Follow us on Twitter. We're hovering around 100 followers. Uh, no special giveaway if you are the 100th follower, but pride, I guess. Uh, so make sure you hit us with that follow. We've got game clips and stuff. And I think somebody just ordered, breaking news, somebody just ordered a water in, in uh, western New York. I think it was John Furlong. That was uh, John Furlong. Yeah. All right, tell John to keep his, his orders a little bit lower. He's got his he polished off that uh, plate water. of fries. No, the fries are already gone. What He just got a plate oh, of fries? Wow. That was his whole lunch? 
No, we were. No, we were at, got another plate of fries. Yeah, we were. Oh, we that's were a power one dessert. What did you we get, Dan? One dessert, and he got uh, fries. What did you have, Dan? I got a great uh, quesadilla. Quesadilla from Applebee's. That's kind of crazy move. Somebody better know, get the, the chocolate meltdown cake. A wild card move. All right. Uh, moving on. Enough Applebee's talk. Another game I want to talk about was Purdue. Uh, last second win, 70-69 at Michigan, surviving a tough conference test. And Purdue, a team coming into this year, people thought no no Caleb Swanigan. They're going to take a step they're back. They're legit. They're legit. They're, they are definitely legit, and uh, they, they're proving it. Top 10 offense and defense in the country uh, per Per Ken Palm, that's not a stat that I don't think any other team in the country can claim. So they they've been really impressive so far. Yeah, I, like I don't know what they have in the lot. water down there. Sorry, Matt, go ahead. Yeah, you go. What are you talking about? I, I was gonna say I don't know what they got in the water down there, but it seems like Purdue always has. It's not really uh, down there. It's kind of plus of seven north. seven footers. Like what what's going on with that? Every year they it seems like their team has at least three guys that look like they belong in Game of Thrones or something. They're massive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're big and, and they've got a couple really good forwards uh, this year too. With uh, Vince Edwards is big. He's six eight. Uh, Isaac Haas is seven foot two, two hundred ninety pounds, and you know their guard play has been better. Uh, also, Carson Edwards and Dakota Mathias are, are really good players, and it's really Purdue and Michigan State is the only teams that are doing anything in the Big Ten. I know Ohio State just had that big win over the Spartans, but if Purdue falls off at all, that makes that conference look even worse. I mean, it's really just Michigan State and Purdue at the top, and luckily Purdue's playing so well and so efficiently both on offense and defense. Yeah, and uh, Michigan State actually also does have top 10 offense and defense on Ken Pop, so it's just them and Purdue. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, th- I think those are the two clear, clear favorites uh, in the Big Ten. And, uh, you know, one last game I want to talk about from last night, unless you guys have anything else, um, but Kentucky-Texas A&M game at Kentucky. Wildcats walk away with a 74-73 win. Uh, A&M has really been struggling lately. They've all of a sudden got five losses on the season. Kentucky is such a weird team this year, kind of like usually. I still don't really have an opinion on them. I, I can't tell if they're going to be like, you know, go crazy and mature and make a Final Four run. I don't know if they're going to lose in the first round. I'm really up in the air with Kentucky. I don't think me or Dan is very big on Kentucky right now. Now, even that last possession when they were up by three, Texas A&M got a wide open corner three that the guy just kind of pushed at the rim. And they eventually. Wait, what's that? I mean, they didn't call the foul, but it looks like there there was definitely a foul call there. A lot of contact on the last play of the game in that game. That being said, I don't like the final possession from Texas A&M against Kentucky. Um, they had the opportunity to win the game, and they, you know, they. They they could have been a, they had a timeout as well I think and I think they could have called timeout and got their offense set. All right, that that was the last uh, game I had from last night in my notes. I know you guys were watching a lot last night at the hotel. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about tonight? Uh, last night, otherwise I want to talk about uh, some the big matchup tonight, Xavier Nova. Uh, Auburn pulled one out, and then we watched a little Boise State action. Uh, Hutchison and Sengfelder and the, the Broncos look pretty legit. For uh, Dan was saying we don't talk enough about the, the Mountain West, even though I have Nevada in our starting five segment. I like the Mountain West. San Diego State, too. The Mount- Go on. Mountain West is a gritty, gritty conference, so uh, I think we need to start giving them a little bit more attention. And Boise State looked really good last night, so I'm definitely glad to hear them get their recognition on the podcast. All right, so looking at tonight, we have a – so, Dan, you do end up having Xavier in your starting five, right? 
Say that again? You ended up having Xavier in your starting five. I know you didn't originally, but you I have it, correct? All right, so we have a starting five battle tonight. Number 10, Xavier at number one, Nova. Uh, Dan has Xavier. Matt has Nova. That's Adam, wrong. No, I don't have I don't. Have oh, you Nova. don't have Nova? I had him last wow. year. Oh, Breaking I, news. You guys out of the oh, man. I just assumed you always pick Nova. I mean, you jumped on their bandwagon yeah, last same. year. I assumed you no, just my, still had him. I'll be on the bandwagon my, still. My one through five pick was Michigan State this year. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, still, regardless, uh, should be a, a big game. Matt, you are our resident Nova expert. Even if you don't have them, they're starting five. I think they'll be able to handle uh, Trevor Blewett, J.P. McCurran, gang. I mean, I hope so. I, they, they're just not very deep right now, Villanova. I mean, they have the stars with Brunson and Bridges and even Amari Spellman, who's playing for the first time this year. Is uh, It's really his freshman season because he was ineligible last year. Like They've got really good players, still boost solid, but they don't have a lot of depth because some of their freshmen, I think both of their top freshman guards are out with this. I don't know if it's the same arm, but they have like a wrist or arm injury that's keeping them sidelined indefinitely. So I think Villanova pulls it out. I think they're the most complete team or or at least the team you can rely on most in the country because Jalen Brunson is so heady as a point guard and he just really controls their flow. It's tough to play at Hinkle to the loss against Butler. I'll excuse that, and I think they, they pull it out tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah, I mean, that game against Butler, I know that was a, a little bit ago, probably a week and a half ago at this point, but I was really impressed with how Villanova played in the second half. I mean, they were they were down by a lot. I think it was 23 points or something at one point, and, and they stormed back and made it a game, and that was one of the first full games I really watched of Nova this year, and uh, they, they really impressed me. Jalen Brunson is legit, and he, he's, he's a star. I agree 100%, Tom. They ended up getting the loss, but it, was, it really speaks a testament to the team about their second half performance. They, they, were, they shaved off a huge deficit and made it a game, despite what previously looked like it was over in the first half. So, But this game, Xavier versus Villanova, anything could happen in the Big East. We saw it with Butler versus Nova. But at the end of the day, I think home court advantage is the biggest advantage in basketball. I'm going with Villanova as well. Hard to pick against my starting five squad, but I like Nova. Yeah, I think well, one, one quick one quick note on, on the home court advantage thing. It's, they're not playing at the Pavilion this year, and they traditionally, or historically, I should say, they've struggled at the Wells Fargo Center, or at least they've been susceptible to getting beat by a Xavier-type team, like a top 25 team that comes in. Last year they beat UVA on a tip-in, Dante DiVincenzo at the buzzer. That was a really good game at the arena that the Sixers play at. But it seems like this year, going into the season, knowing that they were playing all their games in this big NBA arena, they kind of took it in stride, and, and they've been uh, playing better in a bigger arena where sometimes teams shoot more poorly because of the, the bigger spaces behind the, the net. Yeah, I, I like Nova tonight. I mean, uh, Xavier's been good. They, I, they're, they, they're better than I thought they would be coming into this season, but uh, I still like not that we condone uh, gambling or anything on the section podcast, but Nova's nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I think that's kind of big. I think Xavier will, will keep it closer, maybe like a five- or six-point game. Um, yeah, it's only, it's only if you're into that kind of stuff, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I want to now let's look at some of the weekend games. I mean, other games tonight: Louisville at FSU should be pretty good. You got Oregon at um, Arizona State tomorrow, but there's some really good games uh, this Saturday. I have five picked out. Maybe we give a quick thought on each, and we'll just each give a pick uh, on these five games. I have uh, Purdue at Minnesota, TCU at Oklahoma. West Virginia at Texas Tech, that's probably the best game of the, of the week. 
Uh, Miami at Clemson and Creighton at Xavier. So let's start off Purdue at Minnesota. Top five team versus one of my starting five teams. Minnesota's going through a lot of off-the-court stuff right now with the Reggie Lynch sexual assault allegations. Uh, you know, coming into the year, Minnesota was was considered to be a better team than Purdue, but Purdue has shown they're better. Uh, I think Purdue will win. I think Minnesota's a mess right now, even if it's at uh, the Gophers. Yeah, I like um, Purdue easily in that one because Coffee's not going to play, I don't think, either for Minnesota. So no Lynch, no Coffee. that's uh, a problem because those were two of their, their bigger name players. And we already talked a lot about Purdue, how, how much we like them on offense and defense. Dan, I'm actually going to go. I'm going to go with Purdue. I'm going to pick against or Minnesota. Excuse me. I'm going to pick against Purdue. And the reason is, you look at these teams that get to the top of the rankings. You know, ranked one through ten. There's so much turnover. Teams get to that state and then they just lose. I know, obviously, out of conference play, especially at the beginning, is a struggle. But I could easily see Purdue dropping one to Minnesota, especially on the road. And Minnesota, like Tom said, facing a lot of. Uh, off-the-court drama, I think that, you know, they, they're going to come in focused, and I think Purdue may be sleeping a little, thinking it's going to be an easy win, and, uh, you know, you never know. So I'm going Minnesota. All right, next game. Wait, up. Tom, is, is that game at Minnesota or Purdue? It's at Minnesota. Okay, that, that doesn't change my pick, but definitely something to know. If it was at Purdue, I would say definitely Purdue. All right, next game I have is um, Oklahoma home against TCU. I actually thought I was reading this wrong because Oklahoma and TCU just played. I mean, they played uh, – couple Saturdays ago, it was at TCU. Oklahoma won 90-89. Trey Young had that ridiculous, I believe it was 39 points he ended up with. Playing again uh, only uh, four games ago, uh, this this time in Oklahoma. Uh, I think Oklahoma will, will go with the sweep. They won at TCU. I'm not as high on TCU as I think you guys are. They did impress me in that game. That was like the first time I got to watch them this year against Oklahoma, and they're better than I thought. Uh, but I think Trey Young at home, it'll be really tough for TCU to beat them. TCU is not very good on defense, and Oklahoma is very good on on offense, so that's where the problem lies. I I do like Jalen Fisher, and I think Jamie Dixon's a great coach, but I'm taking Oklahoma, even though I think, I don't know if Dan will make this upset pick, but we know how high he's been throughout our previous episodes on Jamie Dixon and TCU. Yeah, I love what Jamie's done with the program, and I think TCU is going to be a really good team, if not this year, a couple of years from now, but I think TCU is going to win this one. I think this is a, a signature wow. win for Jamie Dixon, and uh, I think he's going to come back with a with a new strategy on how to silence uh, Trey Young. So should be a great game. Really picked, looking forward to watching that. Dan just picked Go two ahead. teams that are like really on the downside right now. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think you know everyone's sleeping on them. They're going to come out of nowhere. Regression to the mean. To people that. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it is tough to beat a team twice, especially a conference opponent playing within two weeks of each other, but I just think Trey Young is that good. Um, all right, next up, uh, another Big 12 battle. I think this is probably game of the weekend. West Virginia at Texas Tech, number two team in the country versus what was the number eight team in the country they'll drop after the loss to uh, Oklahoma last night. But I, I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts first. I'm torn. I like both these teams a lot. I'm going to go with, West Virginia, and I, I wasn't listening again. Is it is it West Virginia? It's at Texas Tech. At Texas Tech. I'm still gonna take West Virginia. Even when when do they get a mod back? Do we know a date on that yet? I think it's from what we heard down there. I feel like it's sooner rather than than later. Yeah, I mean that's gonna help their offense a lot. I still think they'll pull out a close game just because of their defense. 
And I think maybe maybe a little bit more experience in terms of coaching with Huggins on the sideline. He, he knows what it's like to play in, in the conference and really pull out a tough win between top-ranked teams. Carter and I like Teddy Allen scoring off the bench. And when they get a mod back, their offense is going to click further. Well, I just Googled it. West Virginia's Issa Ahmad to return January 13th, first Texas Tech. So he makes his return Saturday. Okay, so that just puts it over the top for me, picking the Mountaineers. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Matt's pick 100%. Uh, Texas Tech, I, I kind of feel the same as Trey Young. Like, is there enough talent there? We've heard them regarded as a top-10 team, and I know they've had some good wins, but at the end of the day, I just don't know if I can agree with where they're currently ranked. I like West Virginia to come in here and show them the, who the number two team in the country is. I think West Virginia is going to play well and get the win. I'm going to take – I mean, I don't know if it will be considered an upset. I don't know what the line will be, but I'm going to take Texas Tech. Uh I think West Virginia, you know, they played that close game against Baylor. I mean, they have to lose eventually. And, you know, this is a road game against the second-highest-ranked team uh, in the conference currently. Uh, I could see I could see Texas Tech just pulling it out, you know, coming off a loss at Oklahoma. Uh, you know, I think Definitely not a bad pick. Yeah, it's going to be close. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a must-watch 1 o'clock Saturday. And then last two games, we'll go through these quickly. These aren't as marquee, but Miami at Clemson and Creighton at Xavier. Uh, Clemson, I just kind of wanted to talk about because, I mean, they're them and Auburn are super surprising. More schools you think of uh, for football, but both of them are 15-1, and 14-1, so, somewhere in that territory. And uh, Clemson may be getting the Zion Williamson uh, commit pretty soon. And uh, home against Miami, who was... One of the longest uh, standing undefeated teams, but uh, I'm, I'm going to take Miami in that one. I think they're still the more talented team than Clemson and Creighton at Xavier. I'm taking Xavier. I'm not that high on uh, Creighton. Yeah, I'll go with Miami as well against Clemson. I think they, they slow the game down a little bit. They don't have any any really top scorers, but it just seems like they've been uh, around the scene. It's the top 25 scene a lot longer or more recently than Clemson has. So. I'll, I'll take the experience there. And then we were talking about the other game, which is uh, – what do we have for that other game? Xavier versus Creighton. Yeah, it's at Xavier, yeah. I, oh, I'm big on both of those teams this year. I think Creighton averages similar numbers to Villanova as a team. Uh, Percentage-wise, they shoot well from three. They score like 90 points a game. And, and they shoot well from two as well. I – would lean Creighton if it was home, but Xavier's a really tough place to play, so I'm going to go with Xavier. Yeah, I agree with with both your picks. Uh, Miami, it just comes down to veteran coaching. Uh, Jim is great coach, and he's proven that he can knock off some of the best teams in the A10. So Clemson, or in the ACC, excuse me, Clemson, I don't think is uh, has enough what it t- t- takes to beat them. As far as Xavier and Creighton goes, Creighton just come off came off a huge win. I think they're a really dangerous team. But I gotta agree with Matt, home court advantage, especially especially for a team with that's as dangerous as Xavier. I can't pick against them, so I'm going Xavier. All right, so we're getting to the home stretch of the show. One of the last things we want to do is give a starting five update for those that don't remember, haven't heard. Starting five, me and me, Dan and Matt have each picked Five teams, we picked them right towards the start of the year. We each picked one team that was ranked 1-10. to 10. This was, I believe, the AP Week 2 poll. One team that was ranked 11-25. through 25. One team from a player that we've interviewed in the preseason, which gave us about eight options. And then two teams that were unranked, you know, no student section uh, correlation. Uh, 
And it's one point for every regular season win, two points for every conference tournament win, and three points for every NCAA tournament win. Uh, could eventually be opening to the public for a prize or something, but we haven't really uh, done that. Uh, it's kind of on us. But uh, regardless, uh, Dan, I'll start with you. How many wins do you have? Do you have? The, do you guys have the tallies? Yeah. Yeah, I have 63 wins. So my teams consist of Duke, Arizona, Xavier, UCLA, and Vermont. Now, three of those top, three of those five teams, the best three in my opinion, Xavier, Duke, and Arizona, all lost this week. But at the end of the day, I still feel comfortable with those picks. 63 wins. I don't know how that compares to your guys, but definitely teams that will be relevant come tournament time, and that's where the points are. So I'm feeling pretty confident with 63 points. That's a really good top three, uh, Duke, Xavier, and Arizona. I've got 65 points, so I'm just ahead of Dan. But I like his potential with his starting five a lot more than mine. I've got 65 wins, as I said, Michigan State. Cincinnati, Nevada, Valparaiso, and UC Arlington. Valpo and UC Arlington really letting me down right now. Valpo's 10-7, and 7, UC Arlington's 11-6. and 6. I threw Valpo in as my last pick of an unranked team when we had the draft because they were 8-0, undefeated at the time of our draft back then, and they really haven't done very well since. I know they just had a player leave the team. I forget who it was and how important he was to the rotation. I apologize to that Valpo Hoops fan that's a big fan of the show. But my top three, Michigan State, Cincinnati, and Nevada, not bad, 15, 14, and 15 wins, respectively. So I'm going to need them to pick up the slack. Cincinnati's kind of a boomer bust team. They play defense, but they don't really score it that well. So we'll see what they can do this year. All right, for me, so Matt, you have 65 wins. You said Dan, 63. I'm right in the middle of you with 64. So we have, we have a tight race, and I believe – Last time we did this, it was it was like 38, 39, and 40. It was the same thing where we were all within one pick of each other. So this is pretty tight on my end. I got Kansas. They're 13-3, and 12th-ranked team in the country. I mean, definitely a, a different Kansas team. I mean, they lost at home to Texas Tech. And, you know, you don't see Kansas pick up many losses in conference at all, especially in conference games at home. But they have rallied nicely. They beat uh, TCU at TCU. And then they beat Iowa State last night. I've got also Oklahoma, uh, another Big 12 team, Trey Young, putting on doing ridiculous Trey Young things. Honestly, shout out to me for picking Trey Young. Uh, when I did, he really hadn't broken onto the scene yet, and I was one of the first people to really harp on him. So, again, pat myself on the back there. They're ninth team in the country, um, and after that win against Texas Tech, I'd imagine that they'll move up. And I've got Seton Hall. So I've got three of the top 13 teams in the country, which is a pretty – Pretty solid coup for me. Seton Hall 14-3, and although they did have a really disappointing loss last night. Uh, that game at Marquette, they lost 84-64. That, that was a surprising loss. Yeah, definitely surprising for Seton Hall, but they do have that big win on their resume at Butler, something that uh, Villanova was unable to do. I'm now outside the Applebee's just to update you guys. I thought Dan was out here. I have no idea where Dan DiOrio currently is. Did you guys is, skip the Tom bill or something? Oh uh, no, we we, we died in all... I'm currently hiding in the bathroom <laughs> stall. This is the d- definition of grittiness. I'm in the bathroom recording a podcast right now at Applebee's in, in Western New York. York. So, wow. All right, right, Dan, keep it keep it PG. But uh, we were getting a lot of dirty looks, so I moved it outside. Tom, are you nervous about Kansas yet? Um, I I like I don't know why. Like I I really don't know why I always just like Kansas, but I'm still. I mean, they're going to be getting Billy Preston back, I think, right? Like, he's supposed to be getting back. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> like, every, time Can- every time Kansas plays, they flash on the screen. Billy Preston, top freshman. Yeah. One vehicle, 
incident on campus, and there's no word on his return. And uh, Silvio, I'm uh, sorry if I mispronounced his name too, but uh, Silvio de Souza too uh, is like another person where it's probably it's probably de Souza. I would de guess. Souza. I'm not fluent in my uh, I guess Spanish. That is. Uh, but but anyway, yeah. um, no, I mean we especially Preston. I mean we keep saying oh he's, they're gonna be back, they're gonna be back, they're gonna be back. And, you know, just haven't seen yet. I mean, I still like Devontae Graham a lot. I've been on the LeGerald Vic train for a while. Malik Newman had, I want to say, 27 points last night in the win against Iowa yeah, State. Yeah, career, career high. Career yeah, high. so, you know, I still think that uh, they, they're they good, and I, I think that they will end up winning the Big 12. Uh, I think all the other teams are, are more flawed than Kansas is. Um, well, West Virginia, I guess, is going to give them a run for their money. But I, I, I'm not totally worried about Kansas. I think they're one of the, like, I don't know, five to ten teams I could see winning the national championship. And uh, so I think they're my best pick to, to have a national champion out more than Oklahoma or Seton Hall. And uh, to round out my starting five, Grand Canyon, uh, Josh Braun was the, the guy we interviewed. And uh, they're 11-5, and 1-0 in the WAC. First year of being eligible uh, for the NCAA tournament. I'm excited to uh, to watch them. So, I mean, we've got a tight race they've here. Got, they've got NIT written all over them. I oh, think no, the shut up. Don't, don't you even I agree. There. I agree. They're eleven. And, no, don't even say that. We Josh Braun deserves <laughs> to play in the big dance. He is a good guy, so we'll be we'll be pulling for them to win the conference tournament. We have no reason not to. But it just I saw an actual projected NIT field like last week, which seemed pretty uh, excessive. But they were in that projected NIT field. All right. So last thing I want to do because we're we're running low on time here. We said maybe we'd give our own uh, top five teams in the country. I don't know if we have time for that. But with with all the shakeup that there's been. Let's each give who right now do you think is the best team uh, in the country? Villanova. Quick quick to the trigger. I think it, it's Villanova. I think you can trust them the most. Their only loss this season is kind of excusable being at Butler. Dan? You know, I, I like the Nova pick, but my only concern there is the depth. I know that's something that Nova fans talk about a lot. I'm a little concerned about the depth. I don't know if they have the depth to go in a deep tournament run. That For that reason, I'm going with Michigan State. I think they're well-rounded. They have some solid bench players that can come in and score points right off the bench. you got Tom Izzo, a veteran coach, been there, done that. I like Michigan State, and I think they could be a national championship winner at the end of this year easily. Well, I mean, the big three teams in the country everybody talked about are those two and also Duke. And I, and I think those are the three most talented teams in the country. I think Duke and Nova especially are really similar where they have – a lot of talent, but not a ton of depth. Uh, but in my my preseason, I put I put no on my pre-show, so I, I'm I'm going Nova. I'm going with Matt. It's between for me Nova or Duke. I think Duke may be more talented, but like I think Nova has the guys that have the experience uh, making the runs. It's tough, but right now I'd probably go Nova. And it's a good point, Matt, about their one loss being excusable. Whereas Duke, I mean, they just lost uh, to NC State. Yeah, quick quick note on no, uh, Villanova's death. Just keep an eye on Tim Delaney. He's a South Jersey guy that was unbelievable at Pittman High School, and now he's going to be somewhat in the rotation here in conference play. But, yes, they might not have the most depth, but they have probably the best sixth man in the country in uh, DiVincenzo. So I, yeah. I'm not too worried about it if, if, as long as they don't sustain any other injuries. All right, guys, any final thoughts from your Applebee's in only in New York? Yeah, no, it's pretty cold outside. Oh, I was going to say they should tune into me and Matt's call of the broadcast tonight. This may not be out in time, but either way, check it out online. It's a great game. Matt? Yeah, I was going to say 
Dan, you can work on posting this when we get back to the hotel. We've got to walk like 20 minutes from this Applebee's back to the hotel. I said it's cold. It's not as cold as it could be in this area. It's like 30-something degrees right now, or maybe 40. All right. I mean, that's it for me. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I was going to say I'll end the show, but you know what, Matt, do you, do you want to do the honors? I mean, it seems only right. No, you go ahead and do it, Tom. All right, all right. So let me, I mean, this is big. So uh, hold on, let me just get, get into the mode. All right, so that'll do it for this edition of the student section. Thanks to Matt Murphy and Dan DiOrio from their Applebee's in only in New York. Best of luck to them on the call tonight. I'm Tom Scabelli. Until we have our next episode, be a fan. Be a fan of the student section. Oh, wow, he jumped it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy, boy. I'll be happy.